Welcome back, everybody. This week's episode of Into the Fire, where every single week we're coming together with community leaders to discuss hot topics. And all we're trying to do is shed a little bit of light by clearing the smoke on those hot topics. And we had uh, our last round of interviews. We had three amazing interviews. And we sure uh, did. now we're back yeah. here at home base in the barn with a man, Rob Reed. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing really good. You know, Ryan, I wanted to point this out because uh, today is February 29th. Okay. On a leap year. Where do you think the chances of us ever doing a recording on February 29th <laughs> again ever will be? Just Who wanted knows? to point that out. That's interesting. You know what's funny? I don't pay any attention to leap year, but I didn't even notice that. It is the 29th yeah. today. Think of it? all the poor babies being born today that the parents are going, okay, so did they get born yesterday or tomorrow? So what do you do? <laughs> so what do you do if you're born on February 29th? So if you're born on February 29th, is your birthday February 28th or March 1st? That's what I say. All these parents are trying to decide. Do we want a February baby or a March baby? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Which now. one do we want to decide? Which one's strategic? Yeah. That's funny. No yeah. kidding. Well, no, it's good to be back here with you, mm-hmm. man. And uh, like I said, I always love coming back here and doing a recap, a review yes. of yeah. what we felt were the top takeaways from the last three interviews. And of course, the last three interviews, we had powerful Women from uh, Winnipeg, we had Jessica LaRusso, yep. Marriott Muller, absolutely, and yeah. Kim Ulmer. Yeah, three and strong women in business. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was great to get their perspective on some of the hot topics that were top of mind with them. Mm-hmm. So as we always like to do, this episode is a summary of what some of those hot topics were, those golden nuggets that we took away. And uh, I'd love to just ask you, you know, let's start off with the first one with Jessica. Uh, Jessica was a great interview. We had her here in the office, and uh, we talked about credibility. What were mm. what were some of the top takeaways that you got well, from that one? And it was really interesting talking with Jessica and what she had to share because, you know, she talked about believability, credibility, ethics, mm. manners, like so many things that, you know, seem to slip a little bit or have been slipping as we've become more casual in society. Right. You know, that really strong, formal way of going about talking in and interacting with people right. has has slid a little, I would mm. say. But that doesn't mean that good manners and good ethics need to slide. I mean, we can be more casual in our conversation, but that doesn't mean that you start fibbing. No, of course. You know yeah. what I mean? You still have to be honest. You still have to be straightforward. You have to do what you say and say what you do. Right. And, and she brought so much of that forward. And, you know, we talked about that uh, from in business to projects that she's doing working with children these days because kids spend so much time uh, being keyboard heroes mm-hmm. or playing their Xboxes or, or whatever they're playing out there. And they're not socializing, you know, uh, at the gym or, mm-hmm. you know, in the schoolyards and, and playing as many sports and things where they're as interactive as, you know, when, when uh, you know, the previous generations had sure. been. So with that becomes a deterioration in their communication skills. Mm. It's interesting. You know? Does it become a deterioration or is it just that it's changing? I, 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 it's, it's a debate that you and I won't settle, but mm-hmm. it's a debate that is going on where you are seeing communication change where now we are all living on apps. We're living mm-hmm. on our cell phones and mm-hmm. we're talking on social media on Snapchat. And if anyone mm-hmm. has kids out there, you see they're always talking on Snap, their Snap streaks, mm-hmm. TikTok, what have you. And that's the new mode of communication. Is it better or worse? I don't know. Every generation previous always thinks that the new generation's way of doing things is wrong. You know, it, it was one once upon a time comic books mm-hmm. were seen as uh, disrupt, d- disruptive to disruptive, sorry, to society and to kids. Why? Well, this is not a book. What is this? It's not even real, real words. I don't know what you're reading. It's disruptive. 
in the end, does it all kind of get itself figured out, though? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it did. We, yeah. we, we, could, we could debate this uh, mm-hmm. until the cows come home, but I think when it comes down to Jessica's talk, per se, uh, or her, her conversation, when she talked about uh, credibility, how do you develop credibility? How do you build credibility? I do believe a lot of that comes through communication, through learning from one another. Um, but the one piece that was a big takeaway for me was the accountability piece. Do mm-hmm. as you say, and uh, what is it? Do say, say, say as you do and do, do as, you, as, do you, as say. you say. Yeah. Something like that. Exactly. I, it's accountability. It comes back to Lencioni's five dysfunctions of a team. Right. right? You have trust, you have conflict, you have um, commitment and accountability. And mm-hmm. accountability is one of those things that's just so important in business that maybe we're, we could spend more time focusing on that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But it was a great talk with Jessica. I really enjoyed having her on because it was a good reminder to always use your good manners. And mm-hmm. as I said to her on the show, it's always so important. You'll get so much further with good manners in life than you ever will pushing people. Uh, ask, don't tell. People will respond to a request mm-hmm. far sooner than they it's will respond, uh, respond to being told to do something. And the animosity that comes with, you know, being that whip crack and boss. I mean, now if you ask someone, explain the why, you know, the Simon cool. Sinek sort of thing. Yeah. And, and go through all those in a very polite but firm. You still need them to do what you need to do. The job still needs to get done. Yeah, like but that. the approach, yeah. right, is I, so different. I like that. It's a very slight change in approach too where it's different if you go, hey, EP, Tanya, I'm talking to you over there. Go fill up my coffee cup, right? She's going to look at me and she's going to say, what are you talking about? But if I ask her, hey, Tanya, can you do me a favor? Could you fill up that coffee cup? She'll be more apt to do that. I like that. Ask, don't tell. Mm -hmm. That's a great management tip. How often Mm -hmm. are you going out there and telling your employees what to do, telling your kids what to do, Mm -hmm. telling your spouse what to do, as opposed to asking? That's a great tip. So Mm -hmm. simple. But something that you can live life by. Absolutely, it is. I like that. Yeah, Very for good. Sure. Now, Jessica was a really good yeah. interview. Lots of good mm-hmm. takeaways from there. And uh, mm-hmm. she really kicked off the month of February um, on a strong note. She and, sure did. And then we, then we moved into um, Marriott Muller. Yes, absolutely. And Marriott was a great interview as well. Yeah. So much to share because so many people don't know what Marriott and her team at the World Trade Center do yeah, for everybody. True. You know, and she shared so many tips and things that they do from talking about the coronavirus mm. and, you know, of course, uh, you know, environmental changes and, and yes. um, all the weather changes and all those things that are going on right now. I didn't now. realize how much you know, that actually impacted business like yeah. you, you did you did because you made, made that mention on the interview where mm-hmm. um i forgot what it was there was, was some hurricane sort of... katrina uh, katrina. katrina yeah get that straight yeah but you know when that came through a number of years ago and flattened a lot of the u.s on that eastern seaboard how that affected uh one of our suppliers mm. and their delivery and it took them a few months to kind of get back into the role of what they were doing and get product yeah. out and we went through a pinch because of it but yeah you know, at the time, we didn't really relate it to climate change. Mm-hmm. But when Mariette started talking about how that makes a difference, uh, how the coronavirus makes a difference, all those different things that happen uh, to world trade and where our products come from, because so many of them come from Europe or Asia mm-hmm. or wherever. I mean, there's so many places. And if they can't get products here, it stops business or at least yeah. slows it down. Made me, made me really have a lot of compassion mm-hmm. for those companies uh, that do business internationally mm-hmm. with just how difficult it is. And it's something that I just took for granted because as somebody who just delivers services, mm-hmm. it's very easy. I yeah. get on the phone and I, I, I talk on Skype. Right. Pretty simple. I was just telling you today that I was talking to a client in Dubai. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, no problem. Trade, mm-hmm. no big deal. But when you're dealing with products mm-hmm. and you're dealing with getting materials, 
it's a completely different story that I was just ignorant to. Yeah, no, and I, you know, same thing as we were talking earlier. I laughed how we now have a fan down in Guyana in South America that's listening and yeah. downloading the podcast. And yeah. How, and thank you, by the way. <laughs> but I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. And, and how we're, through you know the mediums of social media, mm-hmm. able to deliver this particular product. Of course. But you know, when we're talking about physical things, how that is impacted, and even how the coronavirus impacted uh, trade and, and all those sort of things. Still will. Yeah, yeah still yeah. is. Still is and will. Mm-hmm. And with, with that topic in particular, talking about the coronavirus, I think it's just, that by itself, obviously, a hot topic. Mm-hmm. And we could have spent the whole show on that. You easily could have. And I don't realize, because you, you listen to that, and now they're using words such as pandemic mm-hmm. to describe what's going to happen with it and the, the rate of growth that it's uh, seeing internationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think that the impact has been fully felt yet. I mean, we've seen it in the stock market this week. Anyone's looking at their portfolios, uh, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's been going down, and I think that um, you know we're still going to see a lot more impact from that. So it was uh, a timely discussion mm. from her because it sheds some light in terms mm. of, hey, how does this impact businesses who are doing business across mm. the world? And it, mm-hmm. certain things like getting materials, like even an individual who uh, ships product, they're a drop shipper. And so they ship product from China into North America. And now he's worried about the products that he's shipping across because he's like, mm. well, I don't know who's handling them. Are mm. we bringing stuff in? And there's actually starting to be uh, regulations on the stuff that he's shipping in now that he right. wasn't aware of. Exactly. His business is being impacted like overnight. Well, and his ability, and, I, and I'm going to guess this, but it, Mariette kind of touched on it, his ability to travel to meet with his people on that side. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I thought was really, it's an unfortunate side effect, but the perceived racism that's coming from it. Mm-hmm. And the way people are mm. looking at uh, Asians oh, right man. now in a kind of a sideways kind of glance. And I think that's so wrong and so unfortunate that that's going on as a side effect of this coronavirus. Man, you want to go on a hot topic. That's a hot topic. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, great point. I, so I teach at the University of Manitoba for people who don't know. <clears throat> and um, I teach the uh, organizational behavior and resilience. And mm-hmm. a lot of my students are newcomers. Right. They've been in Canada for six months Mm -hmm. so a lot of them have family in wuhan right actually right now and so when i talk to them i ask them like what are the stressors that are that are uh, impacting you and a lot of them have family in wuhan a lot of them have family in china and we actually had a discussion about that last week where when they wear masks people are like why do you wear masks and what's Mm -hmm. wrong with you and they say that people have made comments such as well maybe if your people just didn't eat bats and snakes we would have no problem Mm -hmm. hold on a second like that's so ignorant to say from people in North America sure to is. not understand um, uh, uh, customs and certain different diet changes. Like for people, people um, in different countries look at us and we eat cows and they're just mm-hmm. like, you guys are disgusting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it's, it's different. It's different. And so you cannot judge somebody unfairly because of that. And it's just, it doesn't make sense to me, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to make sense. It's, it's how people are judging the situation. And it's, it's, it's ignorant. Well, another point on those masks is when the people are wearing those masks, they're actually wearing it as a reason and as a show of respect that they're not trying to spread something. They're not trying to avoid catching it. They want to ensure that they're not being a carrier or a spreader of it. Yeah. It's actually a respectful move. So when you see that, understand that they're trying to be a uh, humble, forthcoming person that's 
Of you course, know, yeah. No, it's, being respectful. Yeah, no, it's definitely a little bit of both. Like they don't want to mm-hmm. catch it, but they don't want to share it either because you mm-hmm. don't know if you're a carrier or not. Mm-hmm. But I do think that that again, that's that's an interesting hot topic where mm-hmm. you're starting to see there is an increase in in poor judgment, in racism, in jumping to false conclusions about certain things. Like, oh, you you're from Wuhan. Oh my God! Right, yeah. and, and and that's 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 a very mm-hmm. ignorant thing to look at. So I'm glad you kind of raised that because that is something that. Um, maybe you and I don't experience, but knowing that my students teaching my students, I see that they are experiencing and we had discussions in class about this and how upset they were that people were already judging them unfairly. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, I've never had a bat in soup, but there's this bat in the soup, um, picture that's going around and everyone's judging everyone so unfairly because of that. And they're just like brushing everyone with a broad stroke and saying, well, maybe if you didn't eat this, like who, who, who do you think, who do you think you are to judge me? So Mm -hmm. Yeah, great, no, great, great idea to bring that up, and yeah. I think that's something that we all need to to check. Um, I think we need to be aware of of how we're making decisions and ensure that you know we're not jumping to false conclusions and that we're respecting one another um, as a community. I think that's mm-hmm. very important as well. So I'm, I'm glad you raised that. Yeah, no, it's it's an important topic yeah, for sure. Is. Some of the other things that Mariette talked about um, were global trade and recession, and how she doesn't foresee a recession coming because and she knocked off a number of the markers that were on there the fact that employment is still high uh interest rates are still low uh global trade is still moving Mm -hmm. you know all those sort of things people are concerned about a recession coming that you know maybe it's not Mm -hmm. things are still not as bad as say the media likes to put things Mm -hmm. out there because let's face it the media is in business to sell headlines oh, for sure right? yeah, and that's, that's exactly how they right. sell their their yeah. subscriptions their ads or you know mm-hmm. the commercials all that sort of thing so if they don't sensationalize a little bit yeah they you know the viewership drops off that's so fair. you always have to be very careful and filter out what you're hearing yeah no, that's yeah. true no she definitely added a different perspective and i mm-hmm. uh, definitely appreciated that from her yeah. it was a great interview and last but certainly not least we uh, featured kim ulmer the mm-hmm. original regional president of rbc and she was another great interview another amazing woman that uh you know we had the privilege of having on the show mm-hmm. and she really covered off and really wanted to cover the hot topic related to mental health mm-hmm. and what rbc is doing to um to manage uh, the mental health crisis mm-hmm. in rbc so what was maybe one of your top takeaways from that interview well there was a number of them there as well and kim's such a great person the way she gives back to the community she's such a strong advocate Mm. of what she can do for the community she speaks at a lot of events she's done a number of things and for her to be part of the group with rbc moving mental health in the workplace forward Mm. and making that a true challenge that they are working on and towards and and making it a mission of what rbc is doing right now it says so much about you know not just herself but what that corporation is doing because Mm. We can talk about small businesses and more, you know, medium-sized businesses and how we can be very flexible, mm-hmm. flexible right. and very agile. Mm-hmm. And yet there's a very large company that's taken an mm-hmm. issue, and it's a big issue, taken it by the horns and said, we are going to deal with this. We are going to support our people. We are going to give them uh, services. We are going to create areas where they have some places to go take a little break in the day. Yeah. Um, right down to the, some of the stuff that they were doing for children. Yeah. Mm, bringing true. kids in uh, for education, all yeah. that great stuff. And when you face those challenges in the workplace, uh, we're facing the mental health crisis and it's become kind of a, a cliche to say mental health crisis. But I, I believe the word crisis really comes about because we are not able to deal with the challenges of mental health mm-hmm. in a very uh, proactive, efficient manner right now. And the fact that medication 
uh, talking therapies, they're being used more than ever. Mm-hmm. And despite the fact they're being used more than ever, being prescribed more than ever, uh, there's more uh, psychotherapists and therapists more than ever. And yet yes. yeah. we still have a mental health challenge where people, uh, rates of suicide um, continue to climb. Uh, rates of depression, anxiety, stress continue to climb. That is a crisis. And what I love about RBC is that they're recognizing that. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those things where they're saying, well, we have benefits. And so those benefits give you coverage on medication. Uh, we cover a certain amount of therapy. So we're dealing with it. RBC noticed mm-hmm. that this is still an issue because despite the fact they have benefits that cover that, yes, we still have an issue. Yeah. We, need to be, we need to problem solve. We need to be innovative. We need to mm-hmm. come up with different solutions and test things. Mm-hmm. We have a hypothesis. Let's test it mm-hmm. and see if this works. And we need to create a workspace that allows for people to decompress when they're having a yeah. strong day. And, and it's really interesting. I hear you know 20-year-olds that are coming into the business now, and they talk about how stressed out they mm-hmm. are. And they can't, oh, my God, I can't handle this, and I can't believe that. And I sit back and I think, you know, when I was 20... Mm-hmm. Nothing stressed me out. I mean, nothing. Interesting, yeah. And and, and that wasn't even something that we talked about, you know, in in that age group. And now you hear it very regularly from young people. Let's talk about that for a second. Because that's interesting. I've I've always wanted to talk about it. So, you know, millennial, Mm -hmm. baby boomer? No, Gen X. Gen X. I snuck in. He's like, like, don't (laughs) you dare call me a baby boomer. (laughs) (laughs) So, Gen X, baby boomer, you're you're on the cusp, right? So, So, I always look at... Baby boomers, maybe the Gen Xers, as maybe being more more resilient than like my generation. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Because you said, you know, I didn't talk about stress. Do you think it's because if we talk about it, that we start to think that more? Because mm-hmm. I do believe there's something to that, where we hear about depression, 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 so often that we become consumed with the topic. So mm-hmm. what happens if, you know... Um, you break up with your girlfriend, you break up with your boyfriend, and you're really, really sad. I'm hearing words now, terms such as, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. I'm depressed. No, 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 no. You're not depressed. What you're feeling is, is sadness. deep sadness, yeah. not depression. And then you go and you say that you're depressed, and then you go to the doctor, tell your doctor you've been, been experiencing a lot of sadness, you're depressed, and the doctor says, here's a pill, because that's what doctors will do. Right. I'm brushing with a broad stroke, right? Mm, of course, um, of I'm, course. I'm not, I'm not ignorant of this topic because I have done a lot of research in this and know a lot of the... You know the, of what you speak. Yes. Yeah. So they, they will hand out medication a little bit more quickly than maybe they should. Um, and we're in this very sensitive type of atmosphere right now, where when you grew up, it wasn't like that, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to say that it's not that it wasn't there. It maybe wasn't as prevalent as it is now. But uh, definitely people had, you know, I mean, people broke up. There was sadness. People have had emotions for hundreds of years. I mean, this isn't new, but I'm going to say probably even then it was a little more covered up, Mm -hmm. sort of like mental illness. You know, now mental illness is front and center and Mm -hmm. it's accepted as people need that support. And it's not we're taking our challenged family member and putting them in a home, kind of removing them from the public eye, you know, now it's front and center and families are dealing with it and they're dealing with it in a very proper way. I think what we're doing now is far better than what happened then. But I don't think that people feel, felt the same kind of pressures from needing success. Mm. Um, You know, social media I mean, it's... I'm glad you went there because I was just going to go there. I was you just going to go there. Yeah. So here, here, we're going to come back full circle. Okay. We started talking about social media, the impact. Mm-hmm. So I said that, you know, things change. Mm-hmm. Things change. 
social media comes in. This is just the new mode of communication, and mm-hmm. we have to accept it. Mm-hmm. We have to accept yeah. it. Why? Because that's what's happening. And it's not going away. It's not going away. So accept it or fight against it. You fight mm-hmm. against it, I'm sorry, you're going to lose because yeah. this is the mode of communication. There is something to be said for the family unit, community, togetherness, a sense of mm-hmm. belonging. What happens if you have all of that, but now you're sitting in your room in the dark and that sense of belonging, that togetherness, that uh, community is now on Snapchat. It's now mm-hmm. on text groups. And, but the entire time, you feel connected because I'm mm-hmm. texting all these people. I'm connected. And yet you're by yourself still. Mm-hmm. There's an element of togetherness, of belonging, of community, of, of, of the family unit, of friendship that we are lacking today. And that is fact. I agree. And so when you talk about, hey, you know, maybe we were more resilient back in the day for baby boomers and Gen Xers. Maybe it's because you didn't have the influence of technology where, you know, it was okay. I can communicate with the whole world at, at my fingertips. Mm-hmm. But yet you're lacking the face-to-face communication that is really important to building that resilient mindset. Well, and there's a number of things that go on. First off, you're looking on social media and everyone posts their good pictures. Yes, right? that as well. Yes. They, they are not posting the fight that they just had with their spouse mm-hmm. or you know the F that they got in math or whatever whatever's going on. They don't post the bad things. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting there and you're flipping through your social media and going, man, everyone's having this wonderful life and... I'm here by myself in my bedroom in the dark, <laughs> all alone, and my life isn't that way. And how come I can't have that life? I got money problems. Yeah. I got relationship problems. My career or, sucks. And yeah. this person's driving a BMW and going on trips, and I can barely afford to pay my bills. Yeah. Well, you, the, you don't know that. It's not, yeah, what you're seeing isn't necessarily real. No. Whereas when I was growing up, if I wanted to converse with one of my friends, I went over to his house. And if he was getting H from his dad, mm-hmm. you got to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's you know right. what I mean? That's true. That happened. And I mean, that was reality. I mean, their lives weren't perfect, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to flipping onto Facebook and seeing someone with their cup of coffee going, hey, my life's really good right now. Yeah. And, uh, it, it you know, we it. got to see their warts and yeah. we grew up together and, you know, and then they walked out and they're all, you know, dad's riding my back. I can't believe it. This is ter- terrible. I, it, it's horrible. And you lived that with them. Mm-hmm. Now you go on Facebook and see them smiling and, you know, arm around dad. And you never know that they ever had a fight. No clue. Reality is they probably did. May not have been at that moment. That's right. But you sit there and you have the perception Mm -hmm. that their lives are perfect. And my dad was just in my room giving me age. Mm -hmm. My life isn't perfect. Why can't I have a perfect life? And we all face that. It's it's even, we're talking about kids. Adults face that. Mm -hmm. We look around and, you know, you might see one of your friends sitting there with a brand new car brand new clothes, they're eating out at a nice restaurant, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there saying, you know, I don't eat out at a nice restaurant mm-hmm. all the time, or I don't have that kind of car, mm-hmm. I don't have those clothes. I'm sorry, we all do this, it's human of us, but let me tell you this, is that comparison is a thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Comparison is a thief of joy. If you start to compare yourself with everybody else, and you say, oh, well, this person has what I don't have, and this person has a better relationship than I do, and this person clearly has more money than I do. Look at their house. I don't live in a house like that. You're going to rob yourself of your joy. Mm -hmm. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Are you a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday? That's the only person you should be comparing yourself to. I agree. But that comes down to that lack of authenticity that we have on um on social media which Mm -hmm. actually comes full circle back and i'm not trying to force this but it's funny how it comes full full circle is the credibility a lot of people Mm -hmm. are flexing on social media exactly and yet it's fake 
it's not authentic. That's where but, I was going with this originally. Absolutely. It's not real. It's not their lives. Mm-hmm. So know? that's it's a big challenge that we face. And you want to talk about mental health crisis. There's a number of factors that play into it. I do believe that social media plays into it. Mm-hmm. I do believe that loneliness plays into it. Mm-hmm. Just because you're connected yeah, online sure. doesn't mean you have this sense of belonging because having a community is not only being a part of something, but it's contributing to something. Exactly. Contributing thought, contributing time, um, contributing um, your uh, to discussion. That's an important part of building community. Well, and we lack that too. Let me go here with this. Uh, what is your purpose? Is your purpose to sit at home on your iPad or your phone, you know, looking at Facebook or, or Twitter or Instagram right. or whatever it may be? Or is your purpose getting out of the house and contributing to your community? Mm-hmm. You know, is it not just driving your True. kids to whatever recreation there is, but maybe you're a coach, maybe you're yeah. a volunteer at the rec center, maybe you're you're doing a hundred different things, but that have given you a purpose mm-hmm. besides just sitting at home and flipping through your social media. Yeah, it's true. And you know what's mm-hmm. funny about that as well is there was uh, studies done, I believe it was... Um, Oh, I don't remember the the author. It's escaping me right now. But he wrote the book Irresistible, and it was uh, talking about our phones, our devices. And that mm-hmm. These are irresistible, wherever it is. Yeah, and, I don't know where mine is right yeah, now either. <laughs> but 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 they're irresistible to us, and the fact that mm-hmm. we we have to look at them. What are the social media apps? What 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 do we go on our phone? Uh, we go on this on on a regular basis. What do we look at that puts us into a negative state of mind? Social media. Mm-hmm news sites, Mm -hmm. texting. When people were on that, they asked them, how did you feel afterwards? They always felt down. They always Mm -hmm. felt worse. Mm -hmm. Um, When you go on social media, these sites are designed to pull you in. Mm -hmm. When you waste time, so the reason I'm bringing this is because you talk about purpose. What is your purpose? What is your goal in life? What are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to Mm -hmm. do? If all you do is waste time on social media by flipping and looking at people's pictures, flipping and looking at people's TikToks, like flipping Mm -hmm. and looking at people's videos all the time, what did you accomplish in that that time of probably half an hour, 45 mm-hmm. minutes, hour, hour and a half even? What did you accomplish? Oh, or more. Yeah, yeah, nothing. You didn't How accomplish How did you become anything. a better person? Exactly, you didn't. Mm-hmm. And so by not focusing on yourself, by being distracted all the time, you're probably procrastinating on things that are mm-hmm. important that you should do, such as making connections, doing the homework, mm-hmm. uh, doing the homework, yeah, ah, looking at our EP homework. down there. Yeah. <laughs> As she's sitting on my iPad right now yeah. playing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, and it's also designed to distract you. When you think about it, your phone buzzes when you get an alert. There's a little red icon that says, you know, you've got this many messages coming in from your social media. Yeah. All these things that take you away from even using, say, an educational app that's on your phone or using your phone. 100%. for for 100%. research uh, I, I know uh you know my wife's on there all the time you know questioning things and looking things up and she's doing a lot of self-education mm-hmm. through her phone mm-hmm. you know but again you know when you see that little red thing that says five you got five alerts yeah oh what's going on i better check this distracted, out distracted and most We're of all it's, guilty of that most of it's garbage yeah honestly are you going to this event you know this event is coming up it's it's we're, it's crap. We're all it guilty really of that. And we need to we become sure more cognizant of mm-hmm. what we are taking mm-hmm. in and what we're spending our time doing. Yeah. And uh, it's just something to be aware of. And I think that it was great that that to see Kim, Kim Ulmer of RBC and RBC as a whole looking mm-hmm. at doing their best to try and make an impact, a positive impact on their employees mm-hmm. to help balance out some of the negatives, some of the challenges that we're all facing today. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a great um, a great interview to shed some light on what one of these forward-thinking companies is doing. And I think it's inspirational mm-hmm. to see 
RBC investing in this? And if RBC is investing in this, I'm sure there's a lot of other. Oh, there companies are. You know, Kim well. actually spoke to some of the others that the, the Shaw, or, or is oh, it Bell? Bell? Bell, uh, yes, Bell's, yeah, Bell uh, let's Bell, talk. Yeah, yeah, Bell's talk. Bell's yeah, let's course. talk. And she, you know, she gave a, a shout out to them, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. But the other point that we kind of made in our conversation was how important it is to have if you've got great mental wellness at work. How you bring that home with you. Oh, yeah, true. Right? So yeah. that you're not coming home and you're dragging your knuckles and you sit down at the dinner table and you're already angry from a bad day at work and that just permeates its way through your house. Yeah. Uh, so when you're coming home from your eight hours at work happy, mm-hmm. how does that affect your family, your evening, mm-hmm. uh, the people around you? So it yeah. is so important to have that good, positive, yeah. mental state of mind. You asked her a great question, which was, what do you do for your mental health? And it was mm. a good question. And uh, the first thing she said was, I go to the gym. Yeah. And that's a great thing. You go to the gym because you work on yourself. You get all that stress out. You're able to get the heart, heart pumping, the lungs, the lungs, lungs full of air, the blood's flowing, mm-hmm. and you're going to feel good. It's a stress reliever. You get those good chemicals going. That's a great stress reliever. It Something sure is. as simple as, as the gym, eating right, um, making sure you're present with your family, put the mm-hmm. phone away, ask them how their day was. I think that's really important. If, if you have a stressful uh, day at, at, at work, don't bring it home with you. And I think that's... Or at least try not to. And I know it's easier than done. Easily for totally. the two of us to sit here enjoying our okay. coffees and a chit-chat. But uh, not so easy to do always. always but done. if you work and you practice, it's like anything. The more you practice, the better you become at it. And when you have that practice, the positive mental state, and there's a number of ways of doing mm-hmm. it, but you start to live it better. You do. And the stresses start to drop away because they're not you know sitting on your shoulder of course yeah and Mm -hmm. we we all know like let's be honest none of us are going to be perfect at that we're all going to screw up we're all going to come home and um you know be jerks sometimes Mm -hmm. we're all going to be short uh in certain instances like that's called Mm -hmm. being a human being Mm -hmm. it's called being a human being so Mm -hmm. it's fine right but the key is to try and do your best to control that Mm -hmm. but there's a difference is it sometimes or always Sometimes as being human always means you need to make a change. Correct. As simple as that. Something is not right in your life. You need to look into it, discover it, be a little bit more self-aware, and start making those changes. And I think that's very critical for people. Completely agree, man. Completely agree. So we had some great interviews uh, in the month of February. Again, we had some very strong women. We had Jessica LaRusso, Marriott Mueller, and uh, Kim Ulmer. And it was a true pleasure having them on the show. Three great community members. Really glad to have them all on. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And we're definitely looking forward to uh, this upcoming month, month of mm-hmm. March, in the interviews there, we have um, Connie Walker. Yep, yep, from the United Way. The United Way. We got uh, Mr. Dave Angus, and yeah. Dave Angus has got a very well-known name. He used to be the former president of the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce, now president of... Uh, Johnson Insurance. Johnson Insurance. Johnson Group, yeah. Johnson Group. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I believe we're, we got Terry Terry Shaw's as well, already booked. Terry Shaw booked? Okay. Terry Shaw's booked. From the already. Manitoba Trucking Association. I'm excited and, about that one, yeah, too. It's going to be a good one. We got some yeah. disruption facing the trucking association, or facing the trucking industry a lot of disruption facing there were self-driving trucks so there's going to be some interesting discussion there good, uh, interesting debate and some things that maybe i didn't even know about mm-hmm. before so well, manitoba is such a hub for trucking it is that uh, terry's going to have a lot of insight as to what's going on not just in the trucking industry but in the economy uh where totally. things are going you know when totally. trucks are moving the economy strong if trucks are slowing down it, it's one of the lead indicators mm-hmm. and you know how do we ship goods and all those great things it's going to be interesting it's going to be a really good conversation with terry yeah i'm looking forward to it. We're too. looking forward to it. Yeah. But man, it's uh, it's always fun getting back here with you, hearing about some of the top takeaways. Of course, you know, we have fun recording this. And uh, oh, yeah. the one thing I'll say is uh, if you're enjoying the episodes, then please continue to like, 
the, the, the shows on YouTube, continue to subscribe on podcasts. Again, you can catch this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, mm-hmm. Overcast, anywhere yeah. you download podcasts, you can find the show on YouTube, of course. And uh, give Rob a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, especially. LinkedIn's our top platform right Absolutely. now. And we're seeing a lot of great engagement on there. Lots of likes, shares, comments, mm-hmm. and continue to engage with him. And if you see him in public... Do not ever feel shy to stop by and uh, shake the man's hand and uh, just have a conversation. For sure. I've made some great friends that way. Don't forget, we're also out on the podcasts as well as uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can see us there. And as much as I like likes, I love shares. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. I hear you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's good getting back in the uh, in the studio with you, my man. And, it is. And uh, we look forward to the next three episodes. And uh, we'll be back here in March when hopefully it's... Uh, Less snow outside and some more sunny skies. Yeah, well, we won't be able to do this show for another four years. Oh, oh my God. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Get out of here. All right, everybody. That's this week's episode right. of Into the Fire, where every single week all we're trying to do is we're just trying to shed some light by clearing the smoke on hot topics. But uh, we will catch you back here next week. See you next week. <laughs>